You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us as we recap recent games while also taking a look at what is ahead. Now let's talk Pirate Basketball. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast. Our overtime, Pirates get a big win, 62-59. to Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in Bubba Rosenbaum. How are you, man? Doing well, Dave. That's what that was a thriller on Tuesday night for sure. That's what <laughs> literally, as I was watching the final few minutes of that ball game, um, with the way we had had that 13 point lead and let it slip away with that long scoring drought, um, my heart was literally about to uh, beat out of my chest. <laughs> well, you know me very well. I'm one of those weirdos. I have the radio on and the uh, and television. And what happened, thank God, we, we love Jeff Charles, friend of the show, been friends with him for a long time, and Cy Seymour, because if I didn't have them, and then I had you and Kyle texting me, if I didn't have you guys texting me and the radio, I would have been out to lunch. I would have not known what um, it happened in the middle of the second half when we were, we were losing the lead, so I'm about to have a, you know, a, a fit, because I'm like, what's going on my tablet? You know how they always say re-authenticate? It was right. crazy stuff, and normally you never it's, – it's always like that. Whenever the year – it's like life. Whenever things are uh, normal, then, you know, the tablet will be fine. But when things are going awry a little bit with the game, that's when I was having trouble. And, uh, again, uh, the most important thing is uh, we got the win 62-59, to 59, and we'll take a look at that. And uh, got a lot of great podcasts coming up, too, Bubba. We'll talk about at the end of the show of our overtime. But – Right now, let's focus on the game. Uh, 3,389 uh, was uh, the official attendance for Tuesday's night. Tuesday, Tuesday night's game, Williams Arena Menchie's Coliseum. I want to tell you folks, too, before we dive in to take a deep dive and look at the game, Saturday we really need you. Bubba and I are going to be there signing autographs. No, I'm just kidding. That might keep, uh, as far as I'll speak for myself, maybe people will stay away. But uh, make sure you go there. they got a really cool promotion Saturday. Um, just let us get our promotion first. Um, but anyway, Saturday at 2 o'clock, a special time there. I like that a lot, especially if you're Bubba and you have a few-hour drive home. Uh, that 2 o'clock start against SMU, Bubba, that's going to be really cool. Yes, and like you said, we'll be signing autographs. And um, <laughs> we'll be glad for you to open your vintage coasters if you're one of the first 500 fans in attendance. And uh, I'll gladly put an X on the bottom of your coaster. There you go. That's the, Bubba, that's how it shines the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to. You didn't really a expect night. a bubble to be literate, did you? No, exactly. You're one of the smartest guys I know. So, um, but anyway, we're going to have a great time on Saturday. Uh, but before we look ahead, let's look back, Bubba. Uh, what a great game! I, I wanted to say the one thing that came to mind. I've been dying to do this show, and you have too. To me, I'm so excited because do I think the Pirates going to win 20 games this year? No. Am I delusional? Some may argue yes, personally, personally, <laughs> but I felt like the one good thing about this uh, developing for this team is Mark Lindsay, our good friend from PiratesIllustrated.com. Uh, by the way, he supplied us with the audio. We're going to uh, be pitching it to the press conference in just a minute, just in case you missed it, uh, with Coach Dooley and Brandon Suggs and Jaden Gardner were at the post-team press conference. But anyway, he always Mark always talks about confidence. This team needs confidence, especially going all the way back to the Coffin State days. And uh, anyway, 
it felt like, brother, what did you think? I thought that uh, this team had the mental toughness, as uh, Dewey talks about, because they let the lead slip away, but they were able to get a nice victory to seal the deal. Yeah, Dave, as, as you look at the game on the whole, it's a game we pretty much led wire to wire. Um, we we only trailed a, a time or two, um, and, and I know – Maybe the only time we trailed was when LaQuincy Rideau hit that, um, yeah, hit, hit right. that, hit that bucket and driving to the hole there, um, just under three minutes to go when we fell behind by one, or maybe yep. it was two, maybe it was two, but, um, but yeah, that was the only time that we trailed. And so early on, it was a game that was driving you crazy. I know we were texting back and forth as we were watching, and, um, it was, just driving you crazy because USF started one of their first 11 and uh, the Pirates were really unable to capitalize on that. Uh, Jaden Gardner had a heck of a start. Uh, he was very hot, but no one else was able to score um, for the first six minutes until Brandon Suggs finally got a bucket. And so even though USF was one of their first 11, um, we were still only pretty much having a one or two possession lead. And so after being unable to capitalize on that, and we did start to figure things out offensively, get some contributors in addition to Jaden, and then we built a 10-point lead with about five minutes left in the half when um, Jaden Gardner knocked down a three off the right wing. That's what, and Jaden, that's something in his first, I think something like 42 or 43 games, Dave, he had hit two three-pointers. And granted, he hadn't yeah. shot many of them because that wasn't his forte, but nonetheless, he had, he had hit two in the first 43 games that he played. So and then he's now hit one in each of his last three games. So not only are you seeing that face up game from fifteen to eighteen feet, he's extending it out to a three point range and occasionally knocking down one, which is awesome to see. But um then the game, um the Bulls trim the deficit um, with a little flurry there. Only down three at halftime, but um to our credit we came out to start the second half and extended that lead back to double figures. Um, the largest lead of the game, just over 13 minutes to go, up by 13. And then, uh, unfortunately, after having that 51-38 lead at that point, that we only scored 10 points the remainder of the game, but we're still, but we're, or uh, I guess 11 points, but we're still able to find a way to win. You know, Bubba, there was, a, as a matter of fact, that's uh, that's what happened. You know, the, the last thing you want in basketball, or any sport for that matter, but especially basketball, is so fast is the, the fact, uh, hey, is you're going uh, seven minutes. It was over seven minutes. I remember that vividly because it seemed like forever, and it was, that the Pirates uh, scored. And then it was a great feeling. I tell you what, I'm so excited um, to see that this team, uh, one of the things that concerned me, and I know Bubba will be talking about this in a minute, um, the, the three-point percentage was a little bit better uh, in this game overall, but once again, uh, one of the concerns I have is the the free throws. The free throws, I believe we missed 11 free throws, if I'm, my memory serves me right, for the game, looking over the stats. Yes, I don't have you, them in front of me. Yeah, you're correct, Dave, on that. Um, that was one of the things, um, like I mentioned, that, that stretch in the first half when USF was stone cold and we really couldn't extend the lead more than about four or five points. It was so frustrating because on the year we were – 73, 74% right. coming into the ball game. And then, uh, like I said, um, we were something like four out of our first 12. And then we yeah. finished the game. It got a little bit better from there, but we finished the game nine out of 20. Yeah, not, uh, we, we've got to, that's the area right there, Bubba. Um, 
I'm telling you, you know, when you and I talk and, and Kyle talk about fundamentals of the game for football, this particular case for basketball, to me, that's very, it's kind of like to me, and maybe people would say, I don't know, Dave, that's a stretch, but to me, free throws are kind of like special teams. Um, and, you know, that's an area that you've got to be able to be fundamentally sound. And I just feel like that, do I expect the Pirates to hit every single free throw? No. Um, but, you know, the 70-some percent mark like we have is is respectable. And um, not 40-some percent or 50-some percent from the line is not going to win it. And when we, we have the talent, I think we just don't have experience. And we're getting better. But that's a way that we can control the game. That's a way that we can stay in games. And this particular case, a USF team that I felt like we were, I don't know how you felt, Bubba, I felt like we were even with. And this particular case, uh, that uh, could have uh, cost us the game. Thankfully, you have a kid like Tristan Newton towards the end of the game that was making uh, free throws down the stretch. And um, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And we were able to to pull it out, and this team has been able to do a nice job of finding ways to win. They're starting to learn, and that's what I'm hoping for the football team for um, for the Pirates in uh, the fall of 2020, is to find ways to win. This basketball team finally is finding ways to win, and a uh, nice job as uh, they've won, what now, five out of the last six? Um, yep. That's exactly, Bubba, that, you know, I told you I'm not a stats man, but there's certain things I pay attention to, and the win streak of five out of six, we'll take it. Absolutely. And um, like you said, finding a way to win, it was very ugly down the stretch. And I know some folks, uh, I, it seems like we survived more than one. Uh, basketball, I mean, during the course of most games, you're going to have uh, not necessarily droughts as long as we did. I mean, you definitely uh, want to eliminate that if at all possible. That goes without saying. But you're going to have times where you just can't put the ball in the basket. And we had that in the last – 13 minutes of that game, yeah. only, sc- only scoring 11 points. But to our credit, um, this is a game back a month ago that we would have lost. Exactly. When, when we're playing defense like we did against Coppin State, giving up 85 points, or James Madison right. uh, giving up in uh, close to 100 points, 95 points, whatever it was, uh, this is a game we would have lost then because when the ball wasn't going in the basket, USF, granted they're not uh, Wichita State or Memphis on the offensive end, but they just put 75 points on UConn. So right. they're, they're, they're not a bad basketball team uh, by any means. And and uh, when when we were so cold, we were still locking down on defense and uh, doing what right. we need to do in order to um, in order to uh, maintain that lead. Like, like uh, one of the commentators said, I know you may not have seen this through your technical issues, but um, – it was um, encouraging to to see that, and like the and the commentator said, he said something to the effect of um, USF is is o for whatever when uh, they're shooting zero percent in possessions where they had the opportunity to take the lead. Wow, and that's something that. Um, but we've got to. This is exactly the. You know, you always say you uh, you have to win the games you should win. Um, or like, in other words, I felt like this was an even game uh, in conference play um, because when you have the likes of Houston, uh, Memphis, um, Cincinnati, I mean, you could go on and on and on with them. Uh, Wichita State, those games, we came pretty daggone close at Wichita State game, and we were wondering, is that just a fluke? Is it a flash in the pan? And hopefully it's, uh, we've only had uh, two games so far, but I'm hoping to see that this uh, the conference play, you know, I remember being – in that game, um, 
in the Eastern Kentucky post game, and the players were asked uh, by by the media about you know are you like in other words are you nervous are you scared about um, conference play coming up? And they looked at and, and Broody especially. He said we're competitors, and I was like, that's exactly what I want to hear. You should never be. Yes, the competition is stiff and it's it's fierce and um, and, and American, but when it comes to us, uh, East Carolina, we have the talent this year. I've said it many times. That, you know, if, if we, we don't have the talent, you can accept it, but I do not accept as a coach, player, fan, whatever, um, now commentator, I will not accept East Carolina and particularly we're talking about now for them just to roll over because we don't have a, a culture, a winning tradition, um, and basketball. I will not accept that when Coach Julie and the staff, they deserve better. The coaches have worked their tails off um, recruiting. They're continuing to recruit, as we had uh, Steve and I go on from hoistacolors.com, uh, net rather, uh, hoistacolors.net, and he was talking about the recruiting and uh, the basketball team. So I'll tell you what, Bubba, let's go ahead and go to uh, the players first, so the post-game press conference from uh, Tuesday night. Let's first go to the players and we had Jaden Gardner and Brandon Suggs, and let's get their thoughts right now. Um, Jaden, the dramatics of this victory, what was it like being a part of it down the stretch? Uh, it was like it was like a it's like a movie. It had its ups, it had its downs, but um, you also come out with a good feeling at the end when you leave the movie. So uh, I think we we played our heart our, out tonight. We had stretches when we were amazing, we had stretches when we were bad, and we had stretches where we were just solid. And solid wins a lot of games in this league. What about that final 15, 20 seconds on defense for you, Jay? Oh, uh, it was heartbreaking. Um, shot it, got the rebound. Uh, Collins gets it. I block it, and then instead of like just coming like down so I can get it, it goes out of bounds. They got another chance, and then we just get another stop. And then Tristan goes to the free throw line. He misses it, and then they got a chance to shoot it. He bobbles it. So it was just, it's just a lot of stuff going on. But ultimately, we came out on top. Brandon, talk about the uh, level of defense overall tonight for you guys. How much of a difference that made uh, in your overall effort here? Yeah, I feel like our defense was good, but towards the end of the game, we got a little, a little like happy with the score because we started winning. We, I think we went up thirteen. I think we got comfortable, in, which made them come on a run. But I, I feel like we were solid enough at the end to hold the win to get the win. Brandon, being a part of, of your first win in this league, you kind of understand what it takes to win now in this league, or are you still getting a feel for it? I'm still getting a feel for it, but I don't know. I'm just taking one game at a time still. What was it like to be a part of this on the crowd getting into it? Amazing. Like I said, talk about how important it is to have the crowd and have the crowd come back out on Saturday. The crowd was amazing. Um, students starting to come back, so mm-hmm. when the students meet be uh, mixed with the fans that's already here, Menges will be crazy. Menges, Menges, uh, we need you guys, need your support, and your support really helps us tonight on the big defensive stand. So just come out here and keep supporting us. You know, keep fighting for you guys all season long. Yes, sir, Jaden, early on they weren't doubling you, they weren't tripling you. Do you feel like a little? disrespected across the conference and feel that chip on your guys' shoulder? Uh, I just go out and try to prove a point every night. Uh, I wasn't, like I, I always talk about, I wasn't the highest recruited guy. Uh, I would overlook, so I just, I always go out with a chip on my shoulder. And they didn't double team. I got a lot of buckets, and they started they started making defense adjustments, and it helped a little bit. Broody hit that big three for you guys. Huge. Uh, what was it like to, to see him at that shot? It was, it was crazy. Uh, he just he's getting more confidence in practice. You can just see it. He's making a lot of shots. He's driving. He's guarding. Uh, if he gets going, this team go a lot of uh, go along, in my opinion. Shane, this is a game you guys really kind of needed to go ahead and get the win on. Um, 
What's your biggest takeaway from from this particular ball game, and when you look back on it? Um, I just just knowing that weekend, we are, we went to the hardest place to play in the conference, competed with our top ranked team. So really, just having the mindset, we can compete with anybody in this league. We just can't come out flat, can't come out short. We guys kind of come out with an edge and compete every play. And if we do that, we're gonna win a lot of games in this conference. Jaden, how rewarding was it to win kind of a low scoring game and to finish it on the defensive end? Uh, it's 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 big. Um, it shows the team got a lot of heart and grit, and I think it's just huge for us. Our coaches and the fan base, really. Big night for them, Bubba. Man, the players, uh, we had three players in double figures, and there was a couple more that were a basket or two away. So you're having a, a nice uh, distri- distribution. You don't want to have Jaden Gardner and everybody else. It's nice to see more players getting involved. No doubt about it. Um, this weekend, um, we have an SMU team coming in that has four players averaging 13 points or more. Wow. And then, um, so, like you said, far too often it's been Jaden Gardner and nobody else. But um, Brandon Suggs, he's a guy that's probably been our most consistent scorer outside of Jaden Gardner. Brandon scored in double figures 12 out of the 16 games, or right. excuse me, 15 games up to this point. Uh, so, something like that. Uh, so he's been very consistent for a freshman, um, barring a couple games. And uh, he's a guy that had 12 points, four rebounds, and three assists, just does a little bit of everything. Um, and, that, and those were his final numbers on uh, Tuesday night in that victory over the Bulls. And uh, Tristan Newton, he's he only scored seven points. Um, but like you mentioned, he knocked down some big free throws, knocked down a big three, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and then he also um, has three rebounds, three assists, and three steals. He's kind of like Brandon Suggs, does a little bit of everything. Uh, not doing anything great right now, but he contributes in a variety of ways. Well, he, they're showing that the freshmen are showing the bright spots of the future of this program. And it's not just, oh, you have like the potential American – AAC Player of the Year, Jaden Gardner. No, we've got some nice pieces of the freshmen. And then you have Baruti and different play- players. Uh, I think that Tyree Jackson, I think uh, Pig is actually starting to play better, and uh, he's starting to fill his game. And then um, as Coach talks about, Trayvon Robinson-White, I think he's – it's going to be uh, – Dooley was talking about it, It's going to be at least uh, the summertime before he gets back to 100%. And, I, you know, he's the expert, not me. Uh, definitely we'll do that. I tell you what, let's go ahead. Uh, speaking of Coach Dooley, let's go go ahead to him right now and get his thoughts on Tuesday night's game, and we'll come right back and uh, close things out. Uh, good win for our guys. I thought we got off to a pretty good start, and sort of uh, I thought our defense really carried us for the most part today, which we needed to. And uh, you know, the big thing I was happy with was you know when we got ourselves in the jam at the end and they took the lead. We sort of found a way to battle our way out of it, and. Uh, you know, you've been controlling the game the whole time, and then all of a sudden someone takes a lead. you got a choice of, you know, feel sorry for yourselves or, or go out and do something about it, and the guys went out and did something about it. How about Timba Baruti, really, with the, the final three that gave you the, the lead? It was there. a big, huge three, and, and, you know, the one before it looked good. I mean, the one he took just a little bit before it looked good, and he's played well the last three or four games, played really well, I thought, at Wichita State, and played well against Eastern Kentucky and, and did some real good things. I mean, his numbers weren't spectacular, but he did a lot of things to help us win the game tonight, which is important. He's starting to feel a little more comfortable, a little more confident. Your team didn't shoot particularly great in the first half, shot a lot better in the second half, and you can win with 13 turnovers. You can, yeah. um, what's your biggest takeaways from this thing? Uh, you know, I, 
we we did some really good things. You know, we we also didn't help ourselves going nine for twenty from the free throw line. Uh, turnovers in the second half were a little. Uh, we got a little sped up, but I, you know, like we talk about all the time. You know, we 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 defended. We weren't great on offense, but we didn't give up enough points. We defended and didn't give up too many points, which which obviously helps. You got to be happy with closing that thing out on defense down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, James with a great play on the switch, and then you know the loose ball, and and you know. Uh, I thought a lot of other guys. There was a couple other plays. The the, the, the play before when Jaden walled up on Rideau, driving the ball down the lane on the switch, and we had a lot of really good defensive plays. I thought Pig did a real nice job of guarding for the most part too. Coach, regardless of the stats, regardless of how you shot in the first half, second half, you get a conference win at home. How important is that? Oh, it's, I mean it's important. We always talk about to have a good season. You got to win your home games and have great seasons. You got to win some on the road and. Uh, you know, the first conference game crowd was terrific. We got loud. And I thought that the, the guys responded pretty well. And uh, the good news is there's a lot of stuff we can, you know, we can just continue to fix as this goes along. Shot like that for Baruti, how much do you think that can help his confidence? You know, confidence is a funny thing. I mean, I, I, if I could figure it out, I'd write a book on it. And I, I, he's, he shot the ball pretty well in practice. And I think he'd be the first one to say he's gotten in his own mind a little bit. And, I thought the, 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 all of his shots. I thought he had two or three of them that were right there, and you know, two for five. And I think he's a good. I think he's a thirty-five to forty percent shooter when he gets some confidence. And uh, two for five tonight. And we'll, we'll keep working on it this week. Jaden's really starting to expand his game out, aside just in the paint. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's starting. You know, obviously he's shot the ball a little bit better from three, and um, you know we had some stretches where we got a little stagnant. Uh, you know, we scored. We scored 11 points in about 11 minutes. At one point, uh, I thought the ball got a little stagnant, and you know, we need to create some more space for him. And he's got to understand that when they come at him, he's got to get rid of it. Which, for the most part, he has. I mean, he had a couple tonight that I, w- I know he wishes he had back, but uh, it's part of a learning process for him too. His pigs in the okay. I know it. He got, yeah, he got hit by right where he got banged on where he was hurt, and I mean, it's a it's a it's a bruise. Seems like Charles starting to figure it out, getting a little better every game. Yeah, he got some. He got jammed up with some foul trouble, and then when they went small, uh, we had, went, well, when they played Mac at the at the. If he's really a four. They played him at the five. We thought Batum was a little bit better matchup. I thought he rebounded, he protected the rim. Uh, you know, he's just around. And he's a big body. He doesn't get moved around much. This was a game where you led for so much of the game. Was it nice to finish it off and not let them steal it? You know, a little yeah. bit of the late. That's part of learning how to win. I mean, you know, we. The other night, you know, you, you're in a pressure situation, and you, you know, you make a play or two, and, and you don't win because you made some bad plays, and we made some boneheaded plays, but we made enough good plays to, to finish this one out. In order to get off to a good start in this home stand, you kind of needed to get this one. This is a game you might not have won last year. Yeah, I, you know, well, we could have won the game down there last year. We, we tricked that one off in overtime. I mean, we, we, you know, we had complete control, and I thought the guys did a nice job tonight. Uh, can only win the next one. I thought they did a good job of worrying about the next play and not not getting too frustrated. Does it help having two close games early in conference play? Just kind of. I, I hate close games. Yeah. I mean, you guys <laughs> might like them. I I prefer not to have any close games, but I obviously don't control that. But I mean, I I think you get some situational work. You can you can work on situations all the time, but until it's live and until it's real and it really counts, you don't know how guys respond. I mean, it's, it's you could say well, let's work on late game situations, which we do, but. And then, you know, here goes a late game situation, and someone falls down or something. I mean, there's there's just so many variables. Coach, what do you think of the home crowd tonight? The crowd was terrific. Hopefully, hopefully we'll come back out on Saturday. It was a great crowd.
You almost win at Wichita State. You come back and you win this one tonight. How big is it uh, for their belief system to go ahead and pick up the win? I, I think it helps, you know, confidence. I mean, it's, you know, we're still, I mean, you guys see it. And we're still a little bit disjointed. You know, we don't have, we're not very smooth at times. Where we are starting to get better, you guys have seen is defensively. I mean, I, I think your defense is always ahead of your offense. And then the guys are starting to believe that, you know, we can guard and, uh, they can, you know, if they can't score, they can't beat you because it wasn't pretty offensively. Thanks, Coach. Uh, always good to get a win. Uh, Bubba, the last couple of days have felt really, really good uh, for that very reason of uh, getting a win, right? No doubt. And um, you mentioned that attendance number, excuse me, uh, opening the show. That's something hopefully this weekend we'll have our best crowd of the season against SMU, um, 2 o'clock tip-off. Uh, what what more, uh, what a better time can you ask for, whether you're a local or um, out of town, in our case, um, especially my case, um, make it, making that uh, three-plus-hour drive across the state, uh, it allows you to, uh, to not have to leave so early, but then also uh, get home before midnight uh, or maybe even later. But, um, <laughs> but um, as far as, do you want to take a look around the American as far yeah, as some of the, that. Some of the other results? Yeah, I know. As we are recording this midday on Thursday, um, tonight we have what, what will be the biggest game involving American teams to date uh, in terms of uh, two ranked teams, number 21 Memphis. And speaking of that, it's, uh, I was stunned that the Tigers dropped 12 spots in the polls over a three-point home loss to uh, Georgia, who who is 10 and four, and all those losses pretty much being the quality teams, and that that shocked me, but. You know how that can be sometimes, but anyway, the number 21 Memphis Tigers, 12 and 2, uh, Penny Hardaway's club will be traveling to Coke Arena at Wichita State. Um, the Shockers, 13 and 1, ranked 23rd, uh, coming off a, a blowout victory over the Ole Miss Rebels, and um, that match up with the SEC foe, and um, that is something the American went 3 and 1 against SEC competition in that scheduling alliance or. Oh yeah, uh, a l- little uh, scheduling arrangement, if you will. Um, but in addition to that, uh, on um, Wednesday night, uh, you had Cincinnati taking down what will be the Pirates' next opponent after uh, SMU, Tulsa, and Tulsa was stone cold from three. I want to say they were something like 0 for 20 from from three, so they even topped what we did down in the Bahamas. But um, not being able to put the ball in the basket, uh, Cincinnati ran away with that one after halftime to to take a 75-44 victory at Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati. And then you had SMU, who the Pirates, like we've said, will be playing on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Um, the Mustangs made UCF 0-3 in the league with an 81-74 win out in Dallas at Moody Coliseum. And then UConn picked up its first conference win of the season, uh, taking down Tulane 67-61. Yeah, Bubba, I know you've got to go, but I know uh, real quick before you go, and uh, we wrap this thing up. Uh, we've got a couple great podcasts coming up. Really proud of your hard work and really proud of the guests we've had on uh, for coming up on the weekend. Yeah, we this weekend on Saturday, midday, I want to say kickoffs at noon. Um, we're going to have the SES championship game. That's what Indy, SU, North Dakota State, Bison, uh, they're going to be taking on JMU. Uh, those have been the top two SES programs over the last several seasons. And so they'll be doing battle.
and uh, he is North Dakota State beat writer, and we also caught up with the play-by-play voice of the JMU Dukes, Dave Thomas, to preview that one. And then, of course, Monday night we had the big matchup with LSU and Clemson. And then um, to preview um, a guy that covers two teams, uh, Billy Embody, he covers the SMU Mustangs. He is an SMU alum, but he also covers the LSU Tigers for 24-7 sports. And he'll talk. Mustangs basketball and also LSU football with us. And then we also caught up with Will Vandervoort of the Clemson Insider to get the lowdown on Dabo Sweeney Monday night's uh, national season is going for their third national title in four seasons. No doubt about it, Bubba. Thank you so much for your hard work. Big kudos to Joe Dooley and staff and the players for their hard work. 62-59 again over the USF Bulls. We had a big game on Saturday. We have lots of great podcasts coming up this weekend. And uh, good luck to, again, the Pirates this weekend on Saturday at 2 o'clock at Williams, Selena, and Menji's Coliseum. Bubba, thank you so much. Until next time, you've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. You've been listening to Overtime on the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as we talk East Carolina Pirate Basketball. Remember, you can listen to our show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Audioboom, iHeartRadio, and many more. We appreciate you listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Go Pirates!